out there. Welcome to Smooth Cooperators, a Belfast community co-op program. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And we're here to talk to you today about the cooperative business model and the Belfast community co-op in particular. Today, we've been chatting about fall and delicious foods and apple crisp. Alessandra, you want to tell us about your apple crisp? I made the best apple crisp the other day. We like went apple picking at the Hope Orchard. Mm. So we have tons of apples in the fridge. And some of them are good eating apples, and some of them are less good. And I'm always looking for a dessert that feels like it's cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this feels like it is because it has fruit in it. So I got my baking dish, covered the bottom with butter, and then I sliced up the apples probably like one, two, maybe four layers thick. Like it was apple wow. heavy. Ooh, it was so good. Sounds great. And I alternated the rows and how I stacked them. Then I mixed together a little bit of flour, oat, vanilla, spices, butter, mm-hmm. and then like a lot of sugar. A little bit of cane sugar, but a lot of this, like we sell this really dark brown sugar at the co-op, and I wish I knew what it was called. But it is so flavorful and molassesy. Put it on top, sprinkled it with water, put a little extra butter on, and like baked it. And then made homemade whipped cream. I think I'm going to make it for breakfast because it feels like it has a little bit of protein, a little bit of sugar, and just was filling and like, I don't know. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I'm thinking about it right now. I often like to make muffins in the morning. I just use a basic muffin recipe and then put in whatever... I have. So it's been a lot of blueberry muffins recently Mm. because we have blueberries in the freezer. Mm -hmm. But now that it's fall, it's apple muffin season. And I just love them so much. Do you cube them up or do you slice them? Mostly chunks. Okay. So it's a little bit of, it's very random. The shapes are random. And I don't know how I would store this like if I did my own pumpkin, but I love a pumpkin muffin. Oh my gosh, yes. Especially with like nuts and chocolate and butter and pumpkin. Mm. But would you like prepare your own pumpkin puree and keep it in the fridge because I always use a can yeah growing up my mom and I would boil or steam the pumpkin or squash to make it soft and then we'd scoop it out and then we would put it in containers and put them in the freezer like two cups at a time so then when you were using a recipe you could go to it you just thaw it out yeah have you ever made a stuffed pumpkin I have Did we make stuffed pumpkins together? We might have. With like the bread and the cheese and the onions. Nope. And peppers. Okay. Well, and sausage. There's a stuffed pumpkin recipe out there where you like carve out the middle of the pumpkin and then you put in bread and cheese and onions and like more cheese and eggs and sausage and then you bake it. It's amazing. That's so good. And then you cut it. So Mm -hmm. you're eating the pumpkin with the insides. Yeah. So mine, I've done a baked pumpkin with like wild rice and oh. cranberry, walnuts, and sausage. Uh huh. And then again, you eat it with. You seem, p- your your recipe seems to be missing cheese. It is. I think your <laughs> recipe needs a little <laughs> more cheese in it. I think I would agree. Oh my gosh, we love food. Did we come to this podcast a little bit hungry? <laughs> we might. Have. I think I might be a little hungry. <laughs> But we actually came today to talk about a few other things, particularly principle six, which is the principle we're on. But before we get to that, we wanted to talk about things that are really exciting at the co-op right now. Alessandra, what are you so excited about at the co-op right now? So starting at 6 a.m. on Monday, October 
We'll say 16th. I'm pretty sure that's right. Common Sense 2024 voting started. So at 6 a.m., everybody at the co-op who has a valid email address got a ballot and voting started. And since then, 430 people have voted to determine who gets the Roundup donation for next year. And there's a lot of super cool organizations on there. If you didn't get a ballot, you can email info at belfast.coop and I will hook you up with all of your ballot information. If you didn't get a ballot, just go search Simply Voting in your inbox and you can vote that way. Voting's open till October 30th. And then I will spend some time tabulating the votes and we'll get ready for an announcement because the donations have been enormous. They have. $7,000 is an enormous amount of money for a small organization that literally spends $25,000 a year. Very impressive. And all of those organizations work to make our community better. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to work to make our community better. So it just feels like this really great relationship that we have going on. And the owners choose the organizations that are the most dear to them. And I think that is one reason why the program is so successful. Sort of tremendously excited about Common Sense. Can we call it the most wonderful time of the year? The most wonderful time of the year. What are you excited about at the co-op, Emily? Oh, my goodness. We talked about before in this show that September is our ownership month. In September, we decided to focus on talking to people about equity and doing an equity drive. At the end of August, we had 451 fully vested owners. Currently, so right now, mid-October, we have 619 fully vested owners. That's amazing. It is an incredible boost in our numbers. Thank you to everyone who responded, asked questions, decided that they wanted to support the co-op in this way. It has been heartwarming to know that our community is behind us. Well, we talk about the monetary investment, but also Mm -hmm. the emotional investment in this business and in this community. And I think when people read our appeal letter, Mm-hmm. to say like, hey, this is why becoming fully vested is really great for the co-op. Part of they're doing that because it's like monetarily successful for the co-op. But the other part of them, they're doing it because they're emotionally invested in this community and in this business. And they're like, well, what what do you need to thrive? Great. I'll do what I can to help. That speaks volumes about why this business exists and why we want to make sure that everybody can get food and have food access and a good job. Yes. Okay, quiz time. Pop quiz. It's open note, folks. <laughs> Alessandra. Some people know the cooperative principles off the top of their heads, and some people are Alessandra and have to read them <laughs> off their phone or Emily's list. Would you mind going through the cooperative principles that we have covered thus far? I would love to. I love these cooperative principles that bind all cooperative businesses together. The first one, you've got voluntary and open membership. The second principle is democratic member control. The third is member economic participation. The fourth is autonomy and independence. And last month, we visited the fifth cooperative principle, which is education, training, and information. This month, we're focused on the sixth cooperative principle, which is cooperation among cooperatives. Yeah. Emily, will you define that fun one for us? Cooperatives serve their members most effectively and strengthen the cooperative movement by working together through local, national, regional, and international structures. So what does that mean in like lay people's terms? Cooperatives work with other cooperatives for the benefit of humanity. 
What's really fun about principle six is that it also speaks to one of the cooperative values, solidarity. Cooperatives are better when they're working together. When they work together, they can pool their resources to gain expertise, they can scale, they have a support structure, they can be more sustainable, they can have a bigger impact, especially they can share costs and resources, which is huge and something that our co-op participates in through various organizations such as NCG and Columinate, and we're gonna go over those in a second. It's cool because I think every time I've gone to like a workshop or a conference that was focused on cooperatives, the focus isn't on ourselves as competition. The focus is on collaboration. The focus is on sharing something that you've done that was successful, asking for help when something is hard, bringing to light all of these organizations that we've learned to use as resources that are also cooperatives and figuring out how to network with those people so that we can all do better. All cooperatives want other cooperatives to do better. Um, Something that's really cool that happens in our state every year is the Maine Cooperative Business Alliance. They put on a conference called the P6 Conference. It brings together people from all different types of cooperatives within the state to talk about certain aspects of cooperatives. It's really exciting. It happens in April each year. I know Alessandra has attended multiple times. Probably, I don't know, maybe five or six. The Belfast Community Co-op is always a sponsor, and we try to send people. Most of the time, they pick a space that they think is central. So Mm -hmm. it's happened in Augusta a lot. A couple of years ago, it happened in Belfast, which was really amazing. So a lot of people got to go to that one. It happened down in Rockland when Rock City was transitioning from a sole ownership business to a worker cooperative business. Yeah, and this past and it's happened year. happened in Lewiston. Yeah. Because there's a lot of cooperative activity going on out there. Housing co-ops, grower co-ops, farmer co-op, um, as well as food co-ops. That's really fun. Agriculture in the Somali communities. So we should talk about NCG, which is a huge resource for us. NCG is the National Cooperative Grocers. Grocers. Remember when it was NCGA? It was so hard for me to drop that A. (laughs) National Cooperative Grocers Association. It's like, no, just National Cooperative Grocers. So this is a story that I tell in orientation, which is why I jumped in there. Tell this story. In the 90s, a lot of small food co-ops were putting in their orders to the big distributors, and their orders were getting dropped because they weren't big enough. And so all these food co-ops called each other up and they do the thing where they're like, yeah, I'm having some trouble. Do you think you can help me? And the other food co-ops were like, ooh, we can't help you because we're having the exact same problem. So all these co-ops got together and said, maybe we can form a larger co-op and we will file our orders through this larger co-op. And then they can't turn us down because our order will be big enough. And National Cooperative Grocers was born. So they help to coordinate bulk ordering through all of the co-ops. And that has sort of down the line allowed the co-ops to get better deals on bulk buying. And then all of those sales and deals and cost savings can be passed down to the shopper. Even beyond that, NCG and UNFI have come together to create basically a store line. It's called Field Day. It's like if you ever go into Hannaford or Walgreens and you see their like Hannaford and Walgreens branded products, we have that too. It's just called Field Day. And it's just like whatever you would call the generic brand. And we go through a lot of different steps as well as other co-ops go through the same steps to keep those products 
at a certain price so that those products can continue to be accessible staples in all of our stores. And then lastly about National Cooperative Grocers is when you're a co-op, you exist to serve your owners or your members. So if your owners and members are having a specific difficulty, the cooperative business model calls you to help fill that need. And so a lot of startup co-ops and a lot of existing co-ops were having a lot of need with designing and remodeling their stores because they're not a typical grocery store, but you do also have to like know about grocery to build a grocery store. And so the NCG developed this whole development cooperative aspect to their business to help more co-ops exist and to like function like a good business. So they help to put together design plans, market studies. They can go store by store. They can go department by department. Mm -hmm. Some people specialize in produce, and they come in, and they're like, oh, my goodness, your beans are too close to your bananas. People like their beans and bananas separate. They help people just like be really good at being yeah. grocers. Yeah. And that was a need. We've had department-specific consultants come in from NCG recently. We did have someone in the produce section mm -hmm. who was super friendly and awesome. So glad that he came. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had somebody come and talk to us about diversity, equity, and inclusion. That was really great. They also hold department-specific conferences. Department managers can go to these conferences where there are other like-minded department managers from other co-ops, and they can share ideas and resources and training, and it's just an incredible... Focus on training, not even just department managers, but general managers. Right. So our general manager has to, four times a year, attend meetings where the focus is on the cooperative business. Yes. How are things doing? What are the trends? What can you learn? How can you be a better manager? What are other people doing that's absolutely crazy, but it works? What are other people doing that's absolutely crazy and maybe we should avoid it and stop doing it? But the focus is on training and development. We do get a lot of benefits for being part of NCG. Good turn just joined. Co-ops up and down the main coast. Portland Food Co-op in Portland, Rising Tide Food Co-op in Damariscotta, Good Turn Food Co-op in Rockland, Belfast Community Co-op in Belfast, and Blue Hill Co-op in Blue Hill. All of us are members of NCG. So who else? Maybe Columinate next? Columinate. I love yeah. how everybody used to have a different name. <laughs> like, oh, they used to be called this back in my day. Columinate used to be CDS Consulting. Mm -hmm. They changed their name to Columinate, but it's a cooperative of consultants. So these are people who have expertise in different areas of the cooperative business. So it could be board governance. It could be operations. It could be finance. There's just a wide range. IT. I'm not thinking of everything, mm -hmm. obviously, but it is a very long list. They do things such as trainings. They have a huge amount of trainings, and it's been really great because they used to do all of their trainings in person but because of the covid pandemic everybody has changed the way that they are operating and now they provide a multitude of online trainings so they're so much more accessible more and people can join more people can join You're, it's more flexible especially for us living in maine we don't have to travel out of state to go to a training they used to try to do some place that was central to a lot of co-ops, and that's never Belfast, <laughs> unfortunately. No. Yeah, sometimes we would partner with some of the other coastal co-ops here to have trainings. But again, you know, then there's 
still logistics yes. and everybody agreeing on a time and when you can join a training because it's offered three different times in one week or it's pre-recorded. Yes. Yeah, you can just reach a lot of people. And yeah. it's funny because CDS Consulting was Cooperative Development Services. And so they focused on co-ops. They came from co-ops. They were marketing managers, board presidents, general managers, cashiers. They were everybody from co-ops and they came together to support co-ops. Um, and they are a co-op. And then they kind of decided at some point in time that they could use the tools and the principles and the values that they were using to support co-ops and support other businesses mm -hmm. in the same way that co-ops need support, other small businesses need support. And they thought that they were really well outfitted to bring the cooperative model even further into um, their consulting business, which is which is super cool because it's a little bit it's it's all out front and forward, but it is a little bit of an unusual way to reach some of those mm -hmm. businesses because the cooperative model, again, isn't taught in schools. It's this thing that it's like it's a little bit radical when you bring it out into the world because it's about collaboration and cooperation and not competition. Right. It's about running a great business and supporting all those other great businesses around you. Not only do they do trainings, but they also have specific consulting hours. So if you have an issue, like we just did our capital campaign, I believe we used a consultant from Columinate as well as a consultant from NCG. So having those resources, having those people with expertise that you can talk to is invaluable. And they have such an incredible reading library. Yes. If you're like, oh, I've just always wanted to know about board finance or about, you know, how to be an HR person in the cooperative world and all those things are there. Startup co-ops, all of those articles are there and are pretty wide ranging and pretty comprehensive. Cooperative Maine Business Alliance is another way that we can show there's cooperation among cooperatives in Maine. A bunch of, if not all, of the cooperative businesses in Maine belong to the Cooperative Maine Business Alliance. We support each other with advertising. We support each other through funding and education for co-op month this month. Yeah, October's co-op month. They're doing webinars that are about finance, housing co-ops. Our general manager is taking part in one that's about expansion um, and how to get funding for those expansion projects and then also how to like continue to review the funding in a finance way afterwards. And Cooperative Maine Business Alliance puts on the Principle 6 conference right. every year. And that's really important because that's a place for producer, consumer, grower, worker, housing, childcare, co-ops all to come together and to share their successes and hopefully try to spread that information out into the world. And one thing before we move on to anything else that Cooperative Maine Business Alliance is really great at doing is legislation work. So right. they work with lobbyists, I guess. We think like maybe lobbyists are bad, but in this case, if it's cooperatives, maybe they're good. I don't know. <laughs> they work with representatives from the state of Maine to get bills put into play that favor the cooperative business model. So that means that if you are a sole proprietor business and you want to sell your business, you're retiring, you haven't found a good buyer or somebody you found can't afford the business, but you know that they would be great at running it. You can call Cooperative Maine Business Alliance and they will work with you to transition your business from a sole proprietorship to a worker-owned co-op. 
So that happened the most recently that I can think of with Liberty Graphics. Oh, yeah. And so that was a sole proprietor ownership for like, I don't know, 30 plus years. But a lot of the workers that work there have are dedicated and have worked there for a long time. So they worked with Cooperative Maine Business Alliance to build bylaws, to build a board, to build a governance structure, to build a structure of accountability and, and empowerment so that they could take over the business. And that's what they've done. They are expanding and they are renovating their workspace. They have new storefronts. They're making new shirts all the time still. And they're like really continuing this business that was built and run by one person for a very long time who was very successful in order to maintain the integrity of the business. He felt like selling it to the workers was the only way to do that because somebody else would swoop in and just see dollar signs Mm -hmm. and just do anything to make the most money. And he knew that's not the legacy he wanted to leave behind with his business. Such a cool story. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because obviously workers have to run a business that makes money, but it's balanced with the accountability to the community and the environment that he always was working for. We should also talk about CCMA, Mm -hmm. which is the Consumer Cooperative Management Association. They do a big conference once a year. It's always in June. This June 2024, it's going to be in Portland, Maine. Someone in our office looked it up yesterday. It's the last day in May. Yeah, May 31st, which is a Friday, to June 2nd, which is a Sunday. Great. Which is pretty amazing. It's going to be in a fun party time down in Portland celebrating cooperatives. Oh, my goodness. I went to CCMA once in Minneapolis, and just the energy that is developed there and the excitement. Because mm-hmm. you hear what all these other people are doing in their cooperative to like make the world better and then you and then they're like well what goes on for you and you share your story you're so used to hearing your own story that it sounds normal and they hear it for the first time and they're like oh my gosh that's so cool that's what you're doing and you're like oh yeah we're all doing this thing together we are all cooperating together for our community so that they're better As you might be able to tell, Alessandra and I are pretty pumped about Principle 6. It's one of... So excited. I mean, basically, when you talk about cooperative principles amongst the cooperative community, P6 is like what always comes up Mm -hmm. because it's just really great. It's so beneficial. Yay. I'm wearing a Liberty Graphics shirt right now. But we wanted to talk to you about a few other things today, too. So now we're reaching the end of October. October has been... uh, It's National Co-op Month. It's been so fun to talk to people about it. I just wanted to highlight really quickly the fact that we sell products in our store from other co-ops. And they're products that you probably purchase. Equal Exchange is a big one. They do coffee and chocolate, amongst other things. But we do love their chocolate. They're a cooperative. And I'm just going to go through the list. List them off. Okay. Organic Valley. Mmm. Cheese, butter. So surprised. Milk. I just love it. It's great. Florida Natural. Orange juice. Yep. Blue Diamond Growers. Those those crackers, all. those salty crackers. Riojana. They do wine and olive oil. They make an excellent Malbec if you're if that's your taste. Um, Frontier Co-op, the spices and bulk herbs. Mm-hmm. Rock City Coffee. That's my favorite. <laughs> Dean's Beans. Also delicious because it's coffee. Real pickles. I'm gonna comment on all these now because I love pickles. Yeah. Or acacia. Not sure what that is. Essential oils. Oh. oh, they're great. Divine chocolate. 
Oh, again, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Organic prairie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure that's beef. Mm-hmm. And Cabot Creamery. African market baskets. Personal favorite. I have so many. I use them all over the house. They're so useful. Tillamook. That's my kid's favorite ice cream. It's oh, great. Port Clyde Fresh Catch. Delicious seafood. Yeah, very Cooperatively local. caught. And Tutti's Tempeh. That's a company that's in Biddeford. Yeah, if you haven't tried tempeh, you should. They have so many recipes on their website because I feel like I was a little overwhelmed by cooking tempeh for the first time. Yeah. But their recipes are easy to follow and it's all about the seasoning, making things delicious, get that healthy protein. I really enjoy tempeh. Yeah. We've got a bunch of things that are happening in the store. But I just want to say one cheesy thing where it's like October is co-op month and we love to talk about co-ops. But hopefully that list goes to show that we celebrate co-ops all year long. Yeah. Our emphasis is on working with other co-ops, grower co-ops, worker co-ops, you name it. Those are the business structures and the business practices that we want to perpetuate because we know that they are making their communities better and we want to support them in that effort. So yeah, mm. co-op month Amen. slash all year long. <laughs> Stuff that's happening in the store. Okay, so renovation and renovation particular, in particular. We are calling the two new structures that you can see on the outside of the store, we call them at the store the bump outs. So those are the new spaces that we are designing. One of the spaces is for shop for me and one of the spaces is for the cafe seating area. So the bump outs are framed. We're starting to put up the walls in the shop for me bump out. Very soon you will get an in- incredible behind the scenes view of what's going on in the store because one of the entrances will be through the cafe bump out. We are Mm -hmm. going to be regrading, redesigning, and repouring a curb concrete slab in the front of the store. This will serve as the entrance to the store. This will also serve as our outdoor patio space. We will have a curb for the first time, folks, which means that when you're driving a car, you cannot drive it just right up to the glass, which I feel so great about. You'll be stopped be a, a huge improvement. by a big chunk of, conc- of, of granite and concrete. Yeah. So just follow the signs. We're going to work really, really, really hard to make sure that everything is well labeled, to make sure every worker in the store is well informed. And if you just take a deep breath and go slow to find your parking spot, we promise we will help you get inside the store and find what you need. And hopefully you will enjoy the behind the scenes views. And as you may be experiencing, there's going to be the parking lot disruption means that going in through the Pendleton Street entrance is going to be your best bet. That's that one way street in between our parking lot and the parking lot of the Masonic building. And again, there will be a sign there. It does mean that deliveries on Fridays will impact the parking lot. Again, we work with a really great team who they all know this is coming. They're all making plans to make sure that everybody is as safe as possible, that the parking lot is as clear as possible. But we just ask you to be patient. We're really thankful for your patience. Once the concrete is poured, it's going to look, it's going to be pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. All of these little things, the bump out and the concrete, there are all these sort of little visions of what the store is going to feel like when we're done with it. That's awesome. If you are interested in watching our renovation videos that Doug and Alessandra put up, please check out our YouTube page. You can go to YouTube and search Belfast Community Co-op 
and they're there generally in the shorts section and they are just lovely. I've created a whole playlist that's called like renovation weekly updates or something and it starts with week two so you can just watch maybe it's 15 minutes at this time. Yeah so fun and just watch the whole progression of the store change yeah Yeah. so something else that's happening unfortunately this event will have passed by the time you're hearing it but the board is putting on owner forums again it's something that we or that they had done in the past but because of the pandemic that got disrupted they're really excited about doing in-person events again so if you have questions about the renovation unfortunately again you'll be hearing this too late But hopefully you've seen it in the store and through our e-news that there is an owner form happening that is going to focus on that. And I only bring it up because I want everyone to be aware that this is just the beginning. The board is excited about having these in-person things. There should be more forum events coming in the future. So stay tuned. Well, thanks, Emily. I guess we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed learning about Principle 6. Again, one of our favorites. Yeah, goodbye, Cooperation Nation. Bye. Thank you. You have been listening to episode number seven of Smooth Cooperators, hosted by Alessandra Martinelli and Emily Berry, produced at the facilities of Belfast Community Radio.